Arg, grog. Hey everyone, it's the Sideshed Podcast with me, Peter Fickling, Kerry Warbis and Matthew Weir. So this week's been quite moving, uh, well-acted and serious, so I think maybe we should just take a week off. It's not really our scene, is it? No, I actually cried this week. Kerry uh, Warbis has heart shocker. And not for the usual reason <laughs> when listening to The Archers. Or with desperation. Uh, yeah. what, got, what got you, Kerry? Because I, I got it a bit when Tom, was of, Tom of all people, was explaining mm. to Kirsty what he'd said to Wren. Ah, uh, yeah. For me, it was, and I think it's, it's one of those where you could either have heard this as utterly cheesy and forced, or it would trigger some emotion. And it was when they were talking and you could then suddenly hear the child in the background um, in the garden playing. And it was it was slightly off that it was like happened to just so happened to be five years old, this child. Uh, but no, that did it for me. I think I was crying more for the poor child, the baby for Wren than I was for Kirsty or Tom at that point. Mm, that's part of it, though, isn't it? I think it's mm. that I was too. Um, I'm, uh, I'm quite. I'm going to largely sit this one out beyond making that comment because I'm not a parent, and I do know people that this has happened mm. to, mm. both friends and family. But I can't imagine really. Yeah, I think it was a really difficult listen for some of the people on Twitter. They expressed yeah. that, you know, whilst at the same time feeling it had been handled well by the scriptwriters and by the actors. Um, some had to switch off and couldn't progress through the week and others did persevere but found it very poignant and personal to them, which is going to happen, isn't it? I mean, you know, it's actually more common than you might think. We probably all know people who've had to deal with this kind of thing. Um, I haven't myself, but, I, you know, my sister-in-law has had to, my best friend, Um so yeah it's very um, it's a subject that should really feature because it is something that happens to quite a lot of people our journey to having our lovely little boy wasn't uh, entirely smooth and there was a miscarriage or two involved um and but it, it it's a, it felt like a completely different experience i don't want to talk on it no, um, but mm. it felt like a completely different experience to what i was listening from tom and natasha and i I sort of, I mean, obviously, you know, you know, like it's like, um, you know, with Eskimos have fifty words for snow. Like I felt like there should almost mm. be a different word for that level of um, bereavement compared to some of the, you know, it's, it's like an early, like an early term miscarriage. Yeah, and also everyone's stories are ultra personal and different in their own yeah. ways, as well as that. And obviously, Tom and Kirsty had the additional trauma if you like of them having separated at the time anyway so they were both as it was demonstrated this week they were both trying to deal with it separately until now um i thought that was quite well done um that and it was good that they did come together speak about it both felt a lot better having spoken with each other in the garden the problem i kept on having was that um it was tom um, and so mm. you're sort of like, even when he's being really quite moving, there is a little bit of you that's kind of like, oh, sausage boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sort of to, it, almost, it almost sort of undercuts it slightly. But that but that said, the actor did a fantastic job. And it was, mm. um, the, and, and also the, one, one of the things that came across was how um, 
was how uh, patient and caring Kirsty was being with him, was sort of like giving him his mm. time to mourn, because obviously it felt like he was playing catch up with her. She was a lot further down that path in terms of her kind of um, journey. Yeah. Another superstar, I thought, in the whole week was Natasha. Yeah. And how she has allowed Tom, I mean, allowed is the wrong word, but you know what I mean, Tom and Kirsty to handle this in their own way and actively encourage them to go together to the garden and for Tom to um, speak with Kirsty about the whole thing. So I think she was super, super supportive and gracious. Yeah, it's the, um, you know, the friend in need, isn't it? I mean, it you know, it's, it's very easy to be... Um, the super slick, super personable person, you know, super slick personal. It's very easy to be the super slick, sort of superficially kind person. Day it's, to hard, day. it's harder to say it. <laughs> uh, no, I can't edit it out, you total twat. <laughs> I, I corrected myself and even left a pause in so I could uh, elegantly slice it out. But but anyway, so yeah. Um, uh, yeah so anyway, um, Natasha mm. was the exact opposite to Matthew. She um, let people just... <laughs> Well, that, I tell you, what, in terms of the actress, that is the um, the finest turn she's had since she does those gov.uk ads on the radio, where she claims to be a business owner who thinks it's absolutely fine that she's got to fill out loads of new forms post Brexit. Oh, they've targeted the wrong person, haven't they, for many reasons? But I don't know. I know that hasn't hit my radar. What about you, Kerry? No, it hasn't mine either. Natasha's on there. She's like, oh, I run a small clothing business. Now we've got to fill out lots of forms to get clothes in and out of the country fine let's get on with it and all this oh. ukulele music starts playing and it's mm. like i don't think if you speak to the actual business owners they're going fine mm. they're probably they're probably saying something else beginning with the same consonant over and over again but also how does she manage that on top of the juice business funny isn't it yeah. she's keep hiding it from tom she's probably started it on a on a twelve thousandth credit card <laughs> she really is a wonder woman her good works were referenced, weren't they, by um, Kirsty when she was talking to Help Me Out Phoebe. And she was saying, um, you know, I haven't really got to know Natasha since she walked me around Felpersham looking for the, the boys. Yes, I thought about um, that during the week, that the groundwork was already there between her and Kirsty, wasn't it? Because yeah. when Tom thought that, and admittedly, Kirsty did lose it a bit over trying to find the lads, didn't she? Oh, yeah, it was yeah. a bit crazy. Misplaced guilt and... Uh, yeah, Natasha. Natasha helped mm. her wander the streets and the, the the dark bus stops, et cetera, and where Tom wouldn't. Mm. Mm. And there was other misplaced guilt this week as well, wasn't there, with Tom saying that he, whilst he knew it was irrational, he felt that the death of the baby was linked to him, well, as a was a punishment, really, for him abandoning Kirsty at yeah. the altar. Mm. So that's, yeah... Can you, one of you two help me with the timeline? Did Kirsty get pregnant after the one night stand after Helen getting off in the trial? Yes. Okay, thanks. Because I couldn't figure out otherwise how it could have happened and my mind was a little hazy. But they got it on, didn't they, when Helen was given the all clear? Yeah. Okay, so that's that's when that happened because they definitely weren't together, as they they mentioned. Yeah, yeah and, and and then of course, yeah, he very clumsily proposed to her, didn't he? And she told uh, him where to stick it. Ooh, can't oh, can't remember. Oh, I don't that. remember that. 
Oh, this is this is a role reversal, Matthew. Normally, you've got this stuff kind of forensically dialed and away. Uh, no, I thought that I thought that she went and told Tom that she was pregnant, and then Tom was like, "Okay, okay, Kirsty, well, let me make an honest woman of you." He sounds like Frank Spencer to me. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He does right now, and he clips his voice <laughs> a little bit when he's talking. But anyway, I don't. Know, it's a very bad Tom impersonation. But um, but you know what I'm trying to say. But yeah, he, I, that's. Uh, am I am I wrong, um, Kerry? Do you do you, do you remember that? Don't ask me. I do not remember that at all. No, I tend to forget most of it. I, I, I think I sort of uh, um, the, the arches is kind of filed in my memory, kind of like sort of like a wild sort of splashing impressionist painting. It's there's no sort of detail. It's just kind of like very broad brushstrokes. Yeah, I think we're all of that school, to be honest, on this podcast, aren't we? Uh, but that's okay. Yeah, well. We we look at the week that's just happened and if we can reference the past even a tiny bit it's a bonus it's like studying for gcse's we wobble towards the recording with <laughs> with, with everything stowed away just to sort of let it spill clumsily out of our mouths and then forget it all yeah and mainly get a d plus there was one little funny thing i thought was there when um when tom first went over to talk to kirsty and it was all a bit awkward that first meeting on monday wasn't it and I think Kirsty said, who else knows? And he said, oh, no, this was a conversation with Natasha, wasn't it, about who knows? And he was worried about Kirsty finding out mm. before they could tell her. Yeah. And he said, uh, Fallon knows, but she won't say anything. I was like, Natasha was going to be like, is that the Fallon that lost us the flat because she blabbed to Hazel <laughs> that we were having business deliveries? Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, they were talking about that in bed, weren't they? After that horrific alarm clock sound. It was a ringtone. No, 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 no. No, there were there were awful ringtones as well. But the episode began on Monday with that really old school loud... Rever- reversing truck. Yeah, I mean, it was like those um, oh, radio alarm clocks, you know, like is in Groundhog Day. It was like one of those. Okay. That's what um, it sounded like to me. <laughs> doesn't he wake up to I've Got You, Babe by Sonny and Cher in Groundhog Day? He yeah. does, yeah. That, that must be top of the list of movies it would be sacrilege to try and do a reboot of. Oh, my God, yes. I'm going to confess something to you. I know that about the song, but I've never seen the movie. <gasps> Matthew, I think you'd love it. No, I know. I almost know exactly. I, I know it as a, as a point of reference, but I've never seen the movie for some oh, reason. Oh, you're in for a treat. I mean, sorry, that's hardly an original comment because every you know, it's an all-time classic. But it's mm. it's such an unimpeachably good movie. There's so little fat on it. All mm. of the actors, all the all of the bit parts are filled out by incredible actors. I mean, yeah. that's the first thing. Like when you watch it, there's a, there'll be at least six or seven actors that you that you know these directors lean on again and again and again to fill out mm. the little kind of small. Um, like um, like the guy who plays Woogie from um, uh, There's Something About Mary. He's in it as the kind of oily, creepy um, cameraman. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something. But anyway. Bill, Bill Murray is just magnificent in it. Yeah. And also just uh, just how... It's, it's, it's just perfection. Matthew, you, I think we should... I mean, I know we threaten things all the time, but Matthew, do you feel you could watch it and give us a little kind of capsule review in the next couple of weeks? I could, yeah. Um, I will do that. I did that with Alf with a few friends because I hadn't seen Alf until... I think just last Christmas. Oh, he's an angry little gnome. Okay, yeah. Um, given that we mentioned ringtones, and I thought we had a bit of a flat week this week, would you two indulge me for a second in something that might not even make the podcast? 
Uh, yeah. What play our ringtones? I'm going to play four ringtones, and you tell me whose they were on the archers. Okay. Oh, I right. love this. Yeah. Okay, so this is number one. All right, you don't have to say yet. Here's number two. I will give you two options for this because two people have this ringtone. Oh, yeah, I remember that being played. And then... Are they matched to their personalities? Mm, I wouldn't say so. And then there's this one. Oh, for God's sake, whose was that? (laughs) That's just... Mental. I, Listener, listeners, have you made a note at home? I can't, I can't dis- Kerry, I can't decide whether this is radio gold or absolute dog shit. <laughs> I think it's halfway in between, but I think I think no, we're no. allowed we're allowed it's to great. just we're allowed to stray momentarily into Archer's podcast mediocrity. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, well, I'm trying to think. Like Tom rang Kirsty, so Tom has got to have one of those, hasn't he? Okay, I'm going to send do them in reverse order now because they're very yeah. quick. Peggy. <laughs> Tom. Matthew, come on, put us out of our misery. Okay, who, who do you, who do you think's got the most sensible one? Which is the first one. Oh, that, that's Amy. Yeah, I thought I was going to say it will be Amy because it's just straight. Isn't this it? you could have had Chris or Chelsea. This you could have Tom. And this one is. It's the Wicked is Witch it, of the West. Is it Kirsty? Jake. Oh, as if Jake would have that. I know it's ridiculous, isn't it? That's God, that's that's, that's what almost cross. inspired me because it, it just felt. No kid is going. No teenager is going to have that as his ringtone. Yeah, I did tweet in block capitals. Um, Nobody in real life has the ringtones that I used on the arch. So if if any if that has stayed in in any form, apologies to everyone. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. I, I, as I said, I can't. I can't make my mind up. I don't know how to feel after that. Um, I've... <laughs> I think that was fun, and it's only taken two minutes. No, no I know. I'm. I'm. We're in the middle of it. Right, Matthew, ring me, ring me. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see what my ringtone is. You're Amy. I am. So who whose man are you trying to steal, um, Kerry, at the moment? Who, <laughs> who are you after? Anybody's. Anybody's. I bet you've got yours on silent, haven't you? Yeah, you you won't get anything at mine. Okay, I'm doing Peter. I just did an I just did a elegant segue into the Amy. I'm <laughs> <Amy laughs> oh, sorry. I just want to know what yours is. I bet it's be so funny. I don't even know what mine is. I've, I don't know what mine is. Right, put your phone on, Peter. Uh, just say right. Okay, it's on. <laughs> there you go. What's that? I don't know. It's whatever came with the phone. I like. All right, Ker- Kerry, do me. Oh, okay. come on. You're going to make a silly noise, aren't you? I, I was actually going to line up something ridiculous, but I'm not. Go on. <laughs> Good morning, television. <laughs> oh, well, that's killed a few moments, hasn't it? <laughs> anyway. And, and probably a few listeners. Yes. Do, um, 
Amy, is she a slag? If by a woman's ringtone, shall you know them? Yes. Oi, 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 oi. That's a clever way of saying what I was about to say. Um, <laughs> Kerry sent a message when we were doing, like, discussing the topic for the show today, and she said, is Amy a slag? And obviously, that's a fairly loaded way to ask the question. So, Kerry, I get the very strong impression you think she is off, um, she's behaving badly. Well, I only wrote that because it's a really stupid thing to write. Oh, so, it's, it's, so it's, it's, you don't think she's... Because I don't think she's doing anything wrong at all. Uh, I don't know. I think it's got potential to cause upset. I think it's too soon and it's all a bit treading on your mate's toes, isn't it? Well, I mean, if Alice is, if Alice is the one whose toes are being trodden on, I mean, obviously, um, she dumped him. So it's fair, you know, he's out there, he's single. If you don't want someone to be d- single, don't dump them. Oh, come on. Yeah, it's not quite as simple as that, though, is it? They were in a right messy situation and then the mess is still ongoing. I think just wait a bit. Mm. Really? Yeah, I, 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 I'm not. I, I just think it's like when, it, when you're it's like, you know, the 14 year old kid is like, you, you can say anything you want, but don't talk about my mum. And it's like, you know, it's kind of it all feels a bit They're You know, they're in their they're in their 30s. They're in a small village. It, you know. Um, they've all dated each other at some point. I just sort of, I mean, I do know what you're saying. Like it's, it's a bit unseemly to do it in a hurry, but I don't think if it does happen, I think Alice might, the most she can say is, oh, well, you could have waited a bit. Yeah. But I do think it's been brewing as well. So not only is this timing to me off that she's like nipped around and tidied his flat and eaten his shitty biscuits. (laughs) Is that you? Um, (laughs) Yeah. She had his, uh, jammy Dodgers. In her mouth, didn't she? Yeah, I thought his choice of biscuit were rank bourbons, custard creams, and jammy dodgers. And she said, "Oh, you've really pushed the boat out." And I was like, "I hope you're being sarcastic with that comment because they're crap." It's hard to tell with Amy, isn't it, if she's being sarcastic or not? So, if you yeah. were stealing, a, you're stealing a man. Um, you're stealing some man at the moment, Kerry, as you were just saying, or any man. So, any man has been stolen by you. What biscuits are they getting at Casa Warbis Boasters? Um, a club, a club, uh, maybe pick up a penguin. I'm not really wild about biscuits. I've, I, my, I don't really have a sweet tooth. There was another biscuit mentioned this week as well. I don't know if you noticed. Uh, the anaerobic digestives. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> oh, I'm quite proud of myself. They're small that. scale though. <laughs> yes, mini. It's like a bag of mini anaerobic digestives. Yeah, those little sharing bags. Well, it was it was enough to get Phoebe to go north of Glasgow. Well, hey. uh, yeah, she she was she was nice this week. I thought Phoebe. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of. I mean, if you had to give a, the most capsule of capsule reviews, nice was kind of it. It was, it was uh, uh, people being the wind beneath each other's wings, looking after each other. But it was all a bit. I mean, beyond beyond the moving bit, it all became a bit dull. I mean, like. Except the problem mm. I've got with Phoebe is I don't don't particularly care if she buggers off to Scotland. So hearing her her sort of farewell tour of the village, kind of like you know, they kind of remind you who she's actually got relationships with. It's just sort of I've uh, anyway. I know everyone's t- sick of me being negative, but yeah, I just found it a little bit boring. I think you're right. She won't be missed if she never appeared again. I don't think we'd be bereft mm. at all. Um, and I I actually quite enjoyed Kate this week because she was sort. Of, being her usual awful self but yeah. it can can be quite entertaining can't it i mean her completely tone deaf 
mother's intuition that was utterly wrong. I quite enjoyed that. Uh, this when she went, you're pregnant? Yeah. Oh, well, no, I think it was to do with, she said, oh, um, it, it's, you're going because of Salil, aren't you? And Mia, not Mia, not Mia, that's the wrong girl. Phoebe, Phoebe. said, Phoebe said, how did you know that? She went, oh, mother's intuition. And it was like, yeah, it's not quite for the same reason. And then afterwards, when she said it's for an amazing job that she's going to Scotland, um, Kate was then, I, I am disappointed that you haven't got some romance <laughs> and didn't even ask her about the job. It is a shame that a uh, an intelligent, sort of high achieving and kind of entrepreneurial woman is leaving the village. It's a shame that they didn't sort of like let her, you know, she couldn't live out her ambitions in Ambridge or maybe it is realistic. Mm-hmm. But, um, but then, you know, I mean, the Kate, if Kate can't be bothered to be interested in her, then, you know, why should anyone else? I mean, she, it's quite weird how it's quite, you know, you have a daughter who's, who's doing that well and just show that little interest. It's absolutely bizarre. Yeah. And, and to sort of oh, the killer line where she said, I came back from South Africa <laughs> to be close to you. It's That's like, no, you case. didn't. Something went wrong. You know, some there was some fuck up. You pissed someone off in South Africa. Can't remember quite what happened. The family. She pissed off um, Luke. What's his name? The husband. I want to say Lucas. Ooh. Yeah, Sipo and Nolly's dad. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, they she pissed off. She. I think. She, I think there was kind of like a. Um, a, a it was revealed that she'd absolutely pissed off his family. Mm. um and also her relationship with um um the kids had sort of degraded as well but anyway i just you know i can't imagine i mean kerry we've had, i think we've had this said this before but i just cannot mm. imagine i've said it about kenton definitely being the mm. other side of the world from my son and still pre- maintaining the pretense that i'm this kind of fully invested parent i know oh, i hope my parents aren't listening to this <laughs> <laughs> what have you done matthew <laughs> um I tell you what I thought about this whole Phoebe spreading her wings, getting out of Ambridge thing, and Peggy was mm-hmm. fine with it, and Kate was, as she said, you know, can't I be sad at the same time? This is not that long. It's not that long since she walked around the rewilding site with Mike, and he was waxing lyrical about life in Ambridge and how wonderful it was. So was she the whole time they were having that conversation thinking? God, I need to get out of this shithole. And he was there going, look how wonderful it is. You know, I thought mm. I'd spend my whole life here. The two things don't quite seem to connect to me. Yeah, you're right, aren't you? But maybe she was making the very best of her lot at that point and trying to be positive and optimistic. And then she went bowling and it all changed. So is so is there a chance she's not she's not going then? Because I, I think I think I like I like what Matthew's saying, like that. Why would they invest? Because everything is very, this latest version of the archers, everything is very kind of structured and there's kind of always mm-hmm. kind of quite clear arrows that point in, you know, they, there's very little fat on it anymore. Um, so why, like, you know, why would they have that scene? Is Or, or was she just a useful, or did they just need a cast member who they were using to go and talk to Mike in a field? Possibly. I can't imagine her not going now. Mm. I think she's off and... I mean, everyone yeah. just is screaming Kirsty at the radio this week when they're going, I wonder who could take over. They'd have to get on with Rex and care about the environment and wildlife. You know, <laughs> Phoebe's there in the kitchen, you know, saying there's a, and was it Kirsty saying there's a vacancy for my new best friend? I was like, there's a vacancy at the rewilding site. <laughs> 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 
sake. I know. Even even Phoebe was saying, oh, you know, I'll help um, Rex online from Scotland for a while. So why why can't anybody do that? You I know? know. I like the way it took Peggy to just say, no, that won't work. Why are they, That's ridiculous. Why are they, sorry to be a nerd about it again, but why are they getting rid of young blood? They always have to work so hard to get young people into the village and make them seem kind of credible. I mean, not, you know, it seems it's weird that they've just Toby's disappeared off the face of the earth as well. They've left us with some right annoying ones, haven't they, to listen to? Like, oh well, yeah. They're so bloody rude, Mia and Chelsea. And I know people like might say, "Oh, it's teenagers." My teenagers weren't as rude as those two to anyone who will listen. Yeah, it's it, the tones in their voice. God, me, I've listened to one of the episodes. Um, I think it might have been Tuesdays with my um, AirPods in, wandering around. And her voice in my ear, directly into my ear holes was just torture. It was very, very snipey. I think teenagers are, are sort of much maligned, and I think they're generally much nicer and, you know, mm. politer than they're kind of how they're represented in the press or represented in, you know, like various dramas. And I, I remember once I was on a bus, and this little girl was kind of like, she's like, Mr. 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 Can I sit on your lap, please? And I was, I was like, no. She's like, please, I want to sit on your lap. And I was like, you can't sit on my lap. I was really hungover. And then eventually she was like, look, why can't I sit on your lap? I said, well, two reasons. One, you just told your friends you farted. And second, <laughs> secondly, I'm in my 30s and you're a little girl and, you know, I'll look like a paedophile. And... <gasps> And she just kind of went, she, she she was only five. <laughs> she was about she was about thirteen or fourteen, and she just looked at me and she's and she's kind of like it all. She was just like, yeah, that's absolutely fair enough. Those are two very good reasons. She's like, okay, and then you know, I was like, mm. if you want my seat. Oh, by the way, um, having mentioned that now, um, that now gives you a very good opportunity to skewer me for the fact that I said last week that if I had to date anyone, Chelsea would be. Yes. Yes. Now, I I'm getting ahead of this because I was I'm just waiting <laughs> for you to to like stick the knife in. I I I was under pressure to come up with someone, and mm-hmm. I was and I'd already said that uh, it was not like a sexual thing. It was just like yeah. someone to hang out with. I think I'm, thank God I said that. But yeah. but but so have got all my defence in and please have a go at me. But like what this week I was completely like no 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 no, and it just made me realise when you hear people when you hear younger people hang out with their peer group, it it mm. completely changes how you see them. Like you know you can hang out with a twenty year old at like a kind of a adults um, meal, mm. and it's like you know you can engage with them one on one. But when you hear them with their mates, it's like oh my god, you're like a different species. Yeah, but I'm. I don't find it realistic. I mean, it might just be my experience. Why would she be so horrid to Jake? And why would Mia be so horrid to Jake? And why did they have to use that voice? I don't know. It did didn't seem right to me. Yeah, um, I did. I didn't. It didn't seem realistic to me. It didn't seem true to the Chelsea that we have been shown yeah. before that she would be so callous and unthinking with Jake is that was mm. how I felt. I was like, I didn't recognize, I didn't recognize her. And also um, Mia and Jake's relationship seemed to kind of weirdly ping pong from kind of antagonistic to sort of like very affectionate and supportive, but not in a kind of bantery way, but it just sort of like seemed like two totally different voices. Also mole rat was used. Is that something that anyone would say it's an american expression of like yeah. um like 
kind of kids that just hang out at the shopping at the shopping centre. Yeah, I know what it means, but I don't think anyone would say that. No, well, Jake was quick enough to pick her up on that and just ask, "What the hell? Are, what the hell are you talking about?" Did you like the bit that they go to see Jaws and then she then <laughs> uses the, the idiom, "There's plenty more fish in the sea." Oh, exactly. That was so shit. And that, because then she said. Actually, no, there isn't because they're massively overfished at the moment. <laughs> they have turned Mia into an incredibly one-dimensional character. Like she can only mm. talk about, um, you know, um, family or um, the environment. That's it. There's no. She's going to be driving around in a Range Rover, eating Chateaubriand in a couple of years. You know, she'll grow out. I really of it. hope so. <laughs> there was another weird bit about the Jaws thing where. Um, Chelsea said to Jake um, when she was like loving the film, they came out afterwards and she said, oh, when the head came out from under the boat, I screamed. And Jake went, I know I was sitting right next to you. (laughs) And there was a similar bit with um, Amy eating biscuits and she sort of said to um, Chris, oh, I've got my mouth all full of biscuit now. And I thought, he's, he's right there. He can see what you've got in your mouth. I know it's radio drama, but, you know. It was all a bit strange. You know, I mean, when when you had the visit to Alice's earlier in the week, Fallon had a mouthful, and it really hurt me. Fallon with a mouthful of something sounds like Jolene. And that, uh, that kind of, it was a bit of a horrible moment for me. Oh, dear. Jolene doesn't do it for you then, Matthew. She's on. No. Puts her on a very exclusive list. She's supposed to have quite <laughs> large bosoms. Yeah. Or a large bosom. Good for her. Does that not help? No, no, that, that <laughs> always irritates me. That always irritates me, this idea that um, all men are absolutely fixated on giant knockers. Mm. I mean, oh, you know, I've got plenty of friends who are, but there's, you know, there's... That's true, yeah. Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of like, um, it's... Uh, um, have you seen that clip? Uh, I cannot stand Keith Lemon um, or whoever, the, or, you know... Um, that that whole that character but there's a brilliant yeah. clip where um that keeps coming up on tiktok where kelly brooks going what is it with you all you men being so obsessed with them um, tits and he turns around and goes look if it weren't for them you'd be working in dixons <laughs> and, and to be fair to her she does you know she does laugh pretty heartily but <laughs> that's brilliant did you think um they, they got a little bit too upset about the fact that chris missed a video of martha pulling herself up what do you think he got too upset do you mean yeah he lost it very very quickly didn't he when they came around oh, that his was house. pathetic yeah and i did think fallon put him right in his place and said well you, you might have missed it anyway in normal circumstances you might have been at work when that happened yeah he'd be out out hammering horseshoes you, you, you yeah. can miss it even when you're in the same room i mean that's the point like you know you know mm. your kid takes his first steps and it's it's, it's already happened because we've been here before, haven't we, when Chris was desperate to show Alice when she was in rehab the video of Martha sitting up mm. on the sofa and it took Susan to say, like, you can make a video and send it to him because yeah. that hadn't occurred to him. He's a bit, yeah. he's a bit um, not really down with digital stuff, is he? He didn't really understand that the trashing of the wedding album was, wasn't completely final as mm. well. And but, he's got that alarm clock from bloody... Um, forgotten the name of the film. <laughs> <laughs> Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day, yeah. So he's, he's back in the bloody 80s. Funny you should say that because I've got a game called Guess the Alarm Clock. 
Hey. No, no, I haven't. Uh, <laughs> I, I did like that bit where Amy, because Amy is just, you know, she she was a little bit perkier on Thursday when it was flirty. Um, mm. Was it Thursday? Yeah, yeah, it was, wasn't it? But when he came, when they came over initially, um, they'd been to Alice's, and then they came over to. Is Alice back in the nest? Yeah. Okay, and then they came over to the. They got up the bastard stairs, Kerry, unscathed. Oh my God, the treacherous stairs. And into the flat, and then, mm. you know, the, Amy was like, "Her place is really together." And Chris was like, "What? Not like this place?" Yeah. And she was like, it's, "I didn't say that." And she was like, "It's written all over your face." And I was kind of imagine that she literally had written, "Not like this place," <laughs> from the floor. Like an down. airplane or something yeah. like that. <laughs> um, but mm. yeah, that was when he. He was like, no, no, I shouldn't let you in. But no, that's fine now. I should have let you in. And then they got the video out and he just lost it, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, what is going on with him? He's a lost boy, isn't he? I've got a kid who's a little bit older than uh, Martha. And I just, you know, I just don't, I was trying to be, I was trying to really, because obviously, you know, thinking about the podcast, I was like, would I really be that upset? I was like, no. I mean, I Cyrus got taken away for three weeks to go to Australia to visit his relatives over there. And mm. yeah, I missed him like crazy. But it's just nonsense, this idea that he's, oh, part of me bloody hurts. It's like a wound inside me. It's like, <laughs> no, you fill your boots, watch all your shit TV, play your computer games. It's like, you know, they'll, they'll be back. I mean, obviously you're concerned and anxious, but, you know, Kerry, you were, you were saying about... Mm. Um, you know, you you and I were saying we've had some peace and quiet this week in our crowded little houses. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely bloody marvellous. Yes, I will not be upset about empty nest syndrome. Empty nest syndrome for me will be a glorious day. <laughs> um, I love I love my children dearly, but you know I like my own space. I am too. full Tom Cruise in Risky Business. The minute I have the house to myself, it is the slide on the parquet floor with the squash racket as a guitar. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely love it. Well, I, I'm sort of like that, except mine involved eating a fray bentos pie. <laughs> <laughs> Very Uruguayan. I would love to see Kerry's remake, the Kerry Warbis version of Risky <laughs> Business. Um, <laughs> Kerry gets a bunch of bur- strapping um, male prostitutes over. Um, <laughs> what would they steal? They, one of them knocks over um, Mimi's. Her Taylor Swift record. Yeah, then you have to turn the whole house into a giant knocking shop. To... <laughs> ah, brilliant. Yeah, it's a shit yeah, movie. Yeah. I had a Frey Bentos pie and some Martini Rosso on, on the rocks. It's bloody lovely. Oh, that's a right old combination. I know. Right, Kerry, that's it. I'm making steak pie this weekend. You just made my mind up. Do it, do it. I actually prefer the chicken ones, but anyway, I had a steak one and it was like not as good. I mean, I think one thing that must I really felt for Chris a bit was that he's he's got he's in the house on his own, no one else to to interrupt him, and he said he felt as if his right arm had gone, and I'd be buggered (laughs) in that situation too. (laughs) Use your left, and it'll feel like someone else is doing it. Yeah, or or yeah. What's, what's the theory? Yeah, you sit on your arm, don't you? Say yes, yeah, I mean, there's been a there's a whole chain of these in Viz. You sit on your arm, and then it feels <laughs> like someone else is doing it. And there was another suggestion to to sit on your dick, and then it feels like you're wanking somebody else off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just thought, um, you know, when Kirsty was talking about the garden, uh, the Remembrance Garden, and she said um, she it was nice to be there with Tom, and that she'd taken Philip there once one time a couple of times but he tainted the garden and i just had visions of philip sort of shitting the garden 
I'm sure no, nobody else. <laughs> no, no one else said that, but I, I knew so, I knew somehow we'd uh, we'd drag that whole storyline down eventually. I'm sorry. That's all right. Philip squatting on his fiance's. <laughs> No, 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 What takeaway? What was the underwhelming takeaway that you think uh, yeah, Amy they, ordered? They didn't mention the genre, did they? No, um, I thought, I mean, because when he was, because there was that awkward moment where he said, um, what do you fancy? And she went, what do I fancy? Mm. And then he was like, takeaways. I thought she was going to say, uh, Mr. Wen's cock for what? <laughs> But you, you yeah. also had that weird moment when she went, have the elves been around? You went, the elves? I was I like, know. does he know that elves don't exist? He seems <laughs> a little bit taken with that. I mean, this is a point, isn't it? If those two get together, what a pair. Yeah, oh, that. my God. It's extraordinary how dull they are. Yes, they perhaps deserve each other. Yeah, we Do don't you know. know. I mean? We don't deserve them. We don't deserve them, no. I mean, even Fallon, when she when she rushed to Amy's defence, she couldn't really. Or she, what she said, she's the most soulless person I've met in my life. <laughs> I do, I do know an Archers fan who who probably think they are the the gold standard of um, kind of Archers couples. So some people will be happy. Did you like the tongue the tongue twister that Amy gave him? Getting singles as a shingle dad in the middle of a divorce. <laughs> also, at one point, she said. Um... When Fallon phoned her, you know, after she sort of breathily went, I, I've got to go. Um, and we none of us know whether she did go immediately or whether there was just sort of shagging left, right and centre. I very much doubt it. Do you... Okay. No, no, no um, sorry. I, I, didn't, I didn't mean that in a dismissive way. I just meant, it's not the impression I got. Mm. I felt like it was so awkward. It would have been like one hell of a gear change from mm. from the way they we were left with it to those two making the, I mean, not the beast with two backs, that's too exciting, I don't know. You know, I'm thinking it's very much a Mormon action with a sheep with a hole in it um, with those two. I think they were they were close to doing something, okay. I think. It, just even snogging. I, I think they were realising something was there. Well, I've been off, for, I've been completely, you know, I've missed all of this stuff, like, so I, I, should, I should just back off. I don't know what I'm talking about. The fact nine o'clock is pretty late, Kerry. <laughs> yeah i know it's getting late it's nine o'clock um but fallon called her and sort of went oh how did it go yeah yeah it was really nice really good um and then she was saying about the cleaned flat and it sounded like she said i think his tongue's better i wrote that did you yeah, yeah. but it's tons better isn't it so you think she's doing a comparative with his tongue? Yeah. yeah. I, I thought that as well. And maybe she wasn't being f completely honest with uh, with Fallon. Well, yeah, exactly. And then obviously Fallon did the um, stunner line that ended the whole week, which was, I don't know what Chris and Alice would do without you, which is meant for us to all go, ooh. Mm -hmm. oh, did the yeah. opposite to me. I was just, it filled me with dread. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, please. Can we just have some fun? Before we wrap this thing up, can I ask you, what's your definition of magical thinking? I think it was not what was said this week in the art. Yeah, for me, because as far as I knew, it was when I'm trying to make people's clothes fall off with my mind in public. I thought I thought it was like um, that nonsense that Noel Edmonds was into, where he's like, I want a helicopter, and then he gets a helicopter. Okay. Yeah, that is what it is, isn't it? You sort of, you know, imagine that you're going to have 
certain things in your life or think things happen to you in your life. So it was used, it seemed, in the wrong way, I think, this week. Yeah, it was like it? negative magical thinking, wasn't it? It was all about Tom blaming himself because he said he, uh, he blamed himself for the miscarriage and she said, I think that's known as magical thinking. Mm, I did feel for Tom. I mean, I know, I know that it's, it's almost compulsory to be down on Tom and say horrible things about him, but I mean, if, I, if that can be... To link it back to the beginning, if that's my sort of takeaway from the week, that was that was this was one of those few weeks for me where I kind of was so taken by the miscarriage plot that everything else did seem very kind of trivial and meaningless by comparison. So it kind of all just floated along a bit, really. But you know, yeah. And on that jolly note, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. I actually, I actually meant that sort of quite sincerely. I think it was, it you know. I, uh, at the, you know it's not really our style is it to be sort of super sincere and super um you know to be super sincere but uh but yeah it was it was quite it was very moving for me anyway. yeah it's definitely definitely not our style to be super somber mm. and um obviously we have to be to a degree don't we because of the topic this week yeah and sincerely as well <laughs> we're not forcing ourselves. oh yeah it's not yeah, like off, yeah. off mic we're like you know oh, dead babies god what a laugh <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, what a pain in the yeah, arse they are. Yeah, it was very moving. Um, no, it was, it was. I did cry. So, um, Kerry, if people want to congratulate us on how uh, how good we are at being serious and um, uh, mo- you know thinking about moving stuff, where would they mm. how, where would they ping us? Um, do tweet to us and follow us on at the cider shed pod on Twitter. It's right, good fun there. So please come along. I do get in touch um, on our emails. We don't. It tends to be social media where people get in touch, but well, I always like seeing an email plop into the um, inbox, and it's um, hello at thesidershed.com. Um, Kerry did a fantastic job last week of championing um, some uh, 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 the writing of fine reviews. So please, please, please do that. I mean, we got a whole load last week, and it's really good for our, our spirits, and also I think it's quite good for getting the numbers up as well. So please pop on to um, any of the podcatchers, um, iTunes specifically, and give us a review. And uh, Matthew, if people want to harass us on um, Facebook and Instagram, where do they go? If they want to harass us on Instagram, they can do it at at the Cider Shed Pod, which is the same as our Twitter handle. And we have a Facebook group, which is called the Cider Shed Podcast. A little bit of Columbo love happening over there, oh. Peter. Anyone, if anyone wants to talk to me about Columbo, just DM me on um, Twitter and I will happily... Yeah, um, just Justine and Leslie were there. Justine saying her husband has all the box sets and a nerdy book about the script and crew. Do you have a nerdy book, Peter? Uh, I don't need one. <laughs> you are the nerdy book. Exactly. <laughs> also, Gillian thought we were doing we were rushing through the podcast last week, but then she realised she was doing what I did with the archers today, which was play it on double speed when I was yeah. listening. I bet Mia sounds really, really weird. Speeded up. Yeah, I did. I did correct her that you always sound like that, Peter. So it was probably on the normal speed. I've got a very <laughs> deep, um, sexy bam- very you have actually, You have actually. When I'm wearing my AirPods, you've got a right old rumble going on. Oh, well, this is, it's all, the, it's, mm. I, I think, I mean, I, I, I have an awful voice, but, um, you know, back in the day, it used to be impossibly squeaky, but I think I've managed to just drink so much booze and smoke so many cigarettes that I've managed to knock it down. I've done a bit of an accident. You know, I didn't have to pay for ex- expensive um, elocution lessons like David Beckham. Um, mm. but, um, I, I was told today on the phone to a man that I have a lovely northern twang. Uh, you do have one or two sounds or words that you 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 know are left mm. over from Yorkshire, don't you? 
Like um, mm. Phyllis from Coronation Street. <laughs> Percy, Percy. <laughs> Sean Dyche. <laughs> Kirsty, Kirsty, Kirsty. <laughs> so, guys, thank you very much. Uh, an absolute pleasure as always. Um, let's hope that they give us something a bit more cider shed friendly next week. That's not to criticise this week, just that, mm-hmm. you know, it's easier. <laughs> you know what? You know what's coming Monday, don't you? Oh, God, go on, hit me with it. I'm quite looking forward to what on earth that mess is going oh, to be like. Oh, come on, come on. We've got to. You're right. I've got to be positive about something, haven't I? We've got to love the carnage. Well, I don't know. Loving the carnage isn't exactly positive. <laughs> but um, yeah, I want to see what they pull out of that shitty bag. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's that's the spirit of Valentine's, isn't it? Pull something out of a shitty bag. <laughs> see you, everyone. Oh, see you next week. See you. Bye. Hang on.